Okay, so we have them all together this morning. And as you know, I introduced you guys, well, reintroduced you guys, because I introduced you to them ages ago, but last month we introduced you to Freddie and Poppy and the family. And we've got another story this morning, kids. And this week, I've even made pictures. How awesome is that? I got one in. Yes. <laughs> even without thinking of it. That's brilliant. Right. So, Freddie and Poppy are brother and sister. And they live in a lovely little house in a lovely little town. Hey, Miriam. With their mum and dad and a rabbit called Fluff and a dog called Duke. And it's a Saturday, which is always a busy day. Today promises, though, to be even busier than usual, as Dad is away with work, so Mum is in total charge. Poppy and Freddie are having breakfast at the table, talking about all the things that they need to do today. First up, says Freddie, we've got swimming lessons. Yep, it's going to be great. I'm going to be swimming without armbands this week, says Poppy. I've been doing that for ages, says Freddie. Only two weeks, says Mum, stepping in before an argument happens. After swimming, you have football club, Freddy. Have you got all your kit ready? Yeah, it's all together in my bag from last week, says Freddy. No, it's not. I emptied your bag last week to wash your kit because it was smelly. It's clean and folded up in your drawers, so make sure you pack your bag. Mum, do we have a card and present for Marie? It's her birthday party this afternoon. Yes, we have that all sorted, says Mum. It's in the bag next to the front door. Marie likes butterflies, so we got her a butterfly craft kit. And the card has butterfly confetti in it. I'm sure their parents would love that. Duke had been shuffling around under the table since the start of breakfast in the hope of some scraps from the kids. He was in luck as Freddie had knocked some of his toast off the table too. Right, let's get this show on the road, says Mum. The day is going to be nice, so I'm going to put the washing out. Freddie, go pack your football kit. Poppy, make sure you have your goggles in your swimming kit. Duke followed Mum to the garden with the washing, and Freddie went up to his room to fetch his kit, and Poppy found her goggles. Half an hour later, they were all by the front door for a final check. Swimming bags? Check. Football kit? Check. Birthday card and present? Check. What about my sparkly shoes for the party? Says Poppy. They're in the bag already. Right. I think that's everything. Let's go. First up was the swimming lesson. Well done, Poppy. You're doing really well with no armbands, Freddy. Stop jumping in the pool. Listen to your instructor. No running. Don't take your towel in the shower, Freddy. Just... A small amount of shampoo, Poppy. Next up was the football club. Go on, Freddy, go, Freddy, go. Mum, do you think he'll score? Well, he has the ball now. Go on, Freddy. Oh, well done, Freddy. Mum, Mum, did you see me? Did you see me score? Called out Freddy from the pitch. Well, yes, well done. I've even got it on video for Dad, too. After that was the birthday party. Look at me, Mum. You be careful on that bouncy castle. Mum, I'm bored. That's okay, Freddy. This isn't your party or your friends, but I did bring you some snacks and your games console with you. Awesome. Did you bring Legend of the Nether things? Yes, it's in the bag there. 
Hoppy, have a sandwich before you eat the cake, please. Have you got some juice? After the birthday party, the family finally get back to the house. But the day isn't over yet. Mum, can we do some craft? Says Poppy. Yes, clear the table and we can get all the bits out for you. What craft do you want to do? Friend butts in straight away. We want to make a cup. Shh! Poppy interrupted. Then whispering, it's going to be a surprise. Okay, all right, all right, says Mum, sounding very suspicious. They got out all the craft things and Mum went out to the garden to get the now dry clothes in. She also fed Duke and Fluff and put some dinner in the oven. When Mum came back to the table, Poppy and Freddy were nowhere to be found. But the trail of craft items told Mum that they'd gone upstairs to their rooms. Mum tidied up the craft from the table and called Poppy and Freddy down for dinner. Yum pizza, says Freddy. My favourite, said Poppy. And after the dinner, things had been packed into the dishwasher and it was bath time. Can I have, started Poppy, uh, a bath bomb? Of course, there is one on the side for you. It's the pink unicorn one that you like, said Mum. And for you, Freddy, there is the colour-changing bath foam. Mm. Awesome, called out Freddy, as he splashed into the bath. After bath time, they had some hot milk. It was story time. Princess and the Dragon story, please, uh, uh, please, Mum. Can I have the one about the knight and the castle? And Mum found the book with the princess and the knight and the castle and the dragon. After the story, Mum switched the lights to low. Good night, you two. Good night, Mum, they both said in reply. And as Mum came downstairs, she noticed something on the table that hadn't been there earlier. It was a beautiful handmade card. On the outside read, to an awesome Mum. And on the inside of the card was written, thank you, Mum, for all the things you did for us today. We love you, Poppy and Freddy. Mum settled down on the sofa with Duke, who came over and sat with her too. Mum smiled as she thought of all the fun they had had that day. It had been a very busy day indeed. The end. In this story, we see that Mum did so much for Poppy and Freddy. They had a full day of activities. But the lovely thing that Poppy and Freddy did was they kept one of the Ten Commandments, like John just pointed out. On this day, they honoured their mum by showing that they saw all of the things that she did for them. So, we've got a craft that goes alongside this and that you can get on with whilst John's doing his talk. You don't have to listen to him. Um, so, we've got some colouring in sheets for here for you guys, if you want to come down and get one. There's some clipboards as well. And we've got some glue sticks and some colouring in felt pens and some tissue paper. So you can make a lovely little uh, card craft type stuff that you can do. So you just put a little uh, dollop of glue along the top and then you scrumple up all the tissue paper and you can put it there as flowers. And then you can make the stalks and you can colour in the things. So if you want to come and grab your stuff, um, some parents might have to come and supervise a little bit. But yeah.
And so we can give these cards to our mums, because if it says at the bottom, honour your father and your mother, and it says, thank you, mum, for helping me grow. And that's the flowers. Cool. I'm going to hand over to John. Great, well, while we're getting on with that, I've got another uh, story for us today. Pop your hand up for me if you remember to send a Happy Mother's Day card today. People of all ages, if you remember to do that and you're able to, pop, pop your hand up. Well, I've got a story for us now. If I can get the PowerPoint up for us, that'd be fun. Uh, about an unhappy day and about an unhappy mother. This story is from the Old Testament, if you want to look it up. Uh, either now or later on, it's from a book called Two Kings and chapter four. And this woman is, is not happy. She's not happy because of some of the problems she's facing in her life. Her husband has died and she's got two boys who are left to raise. And this is creating all kinds of problems for her. And so she goes to somebody that she knows, someone called Prophet Elisha. And she knows him because her husband used to work with Elisha. Elisha had a, a company of prophets, and this man was part. And she thought, if I go to Elisha, he might be able to help me. So she goes to him and explains her situation. Your servant, my husband, has died, she said. And what's worse is that there are now uh, this, this huge amount of debt that we've run out, all this money that we can't pay back. Uh, and there are people now who are coming to us and hoping that they can take our children as slaves. Now that's something that in the ancient world went on quite often. If you couldn't pay back your debts, uh, then others had to work for you. And if you had children, your children could be taken to work as slaves until your debt was paid. And she's worried that that's going to happen to her kids. It's funny, isn't it, as, as parents, and maybe this morning you might want to be honest about this and admit this to ourselves, we're really good at breaking one of the commandments. Jesus tells us not to do something, but when it comes to our kids, sometimes it feels like that's all we can do. And I'm talking, of course, about the commandment, do not worry. We worry about you guys in, in all kinds of ways. We think about you guys in all kinds of ways. My mum still worries about me. How many people got a text last night from their mum to tell them the clocks went forward this morning? I did. Every year without fail, I get a little reminder, clocks go forward. We still worry, don't we? And she's worried that somehow her kids are going to become slaves. And maybe there are some of us here this morning, and in the excitement and in the joy of today, there is a sense of, of worry. A worry that our kids might be falling into something, might be getting trapped by something. We're worried about them and we're praying for them today. So this story is being told to Elisha, and, and he's listening with all kind of concern, and he asks her a question. He says, well, what can be done for you? What, what have you got in your house? And initially, she thinks about it, and she thinks, well, nothing. There's, there's nothing at home that I've got left. I'm absolutely desperate. And then she just remembers. There is actually a, there's a small jar of olive oil that would have been used for cooking. That, that's it. That's, that's all we've got left in the world. And something happens in Elisha, he gets this thought, this idea that comes from God. Just a small amount of olive oil. 
It's interesting, isn't it, that in this story, this little tiny amount of oil that's left is just a, a forgotten thing. The woman initially says, I've, I've got nothing at all, except, except a little tiny bit left. As parents, we can feel like that at times, can't we? What have I really got left in the tank? What wisdom have I got to offer my kids? What energy have I got for them? How much money do I need to, to support them? And, and have I got that? And in all of that worry, we, we can forget what we've got. It wasn't just a forgotten thing, it was a small thing as well. How on earth is that going to help when there's so much death that she could, uh, she could uh, lose her children at any moment? Such a tiny thing. And the other thing about this olive oil is that it was the wrong thing. She needed money, all she had was olive oil, and there wasn't an easy way to convert that into money. And sometimes as parents, we feel that way, don't we? But all we've got left is, is really small, and it's the wrong thing. Have I got anything to bring? I don't know if uh, any of you have seen the movie um, Incredibles 2. I love the Incredibles movies. And there's a great moment in that when Mr. Incredible, a superhero, is trying to help his son with his maths homework. And in the end, he slams the pen down on the desk and says, that's it, they've changed maths. Maths doesn't work like it used to work at all. And as parents, we've been there, haven't we? We feel like that what we've got is, is the wrong thing somehow. It doesn't quite fit. And so she's looking at everything she's got. And she's looking at the challenges she faces and thinks, I haven't got enough. I haven't got what it takes. And then God speaks to Elisha and through him, really. And he, he tells her to do something, to do something a little bit strange. He says, right, I want you to go home. I want you to run around all your neighbors and ask them to lend you some, some pots. And so they do that. They go and ask their neighbors, have you got anything I've, uh, uh, that I can put some oil in? And so they get all these pots from their neighbors and all these kind of bowls and uh, anything really that would, that would hold anything. And they lay it all out. And Elisha says to them, I want you to, to fill it with the oil, to pour the oil into one of them. And when the first one gets full, put it to one side and then pour it into the next one. And so there they are in their house with all these pots and pans around them and a tiny little bit of oil, I'm sure feeling very silly. And they start to pour it. And the Bible tells us that the oil keeps pouring. And that they fill one pot with a tiny bit of oil. And so they put that one to one side. And then they get another pot and start to pour that into that pot. And then that fills up. And so they've got to go and get another one. And this just, just keeps on going and keeps on going until they're surrounded by pots of, of olive oil. And so she goes running back to Elisha and says, this is amazing. There's been this miracle. Somehow the oil has filled all of these pots. I've got a house now that's full of olive oil. And so Elisha says, well, go and sell that now. And pay off your debt. And you and your children will be able to live off the, the money of all this olive oil. And as I think about that story today, I don't know how it strikes you, but 
One of the things that strikes me, uh, it, it takes a lot of faith, doesn't it, to go running around asking for pots when all you've got is a tiny bit of oil. What would have happened, for example, if they just asked one neighbor, just, just one person, and the oil ran out after one? And yet they make room, they, they leave room in their house for God's miracle, for God's answer, for God's provision. And it might be that for some of us today, we, we know that feeling, that what we've got is really small, it's really wrong, it's really forgotten. And yet today, if we will make room for God to move, make space for him, in our lives somehow in the miracle of the way that god is able to do this it keeps going it keeps giving it keeps providing somehow it's enough so we're going to pray this morning and i want to pray in two different ways Uh, the first is just to pray for for parents to pray for for mums and dads and to ask god to help us and and to bless us uh, as we seek to pour what we can uh, into you guys and into your lives, that God might pour into us in the miracle of grace. And then we're going to take a moment for, for us who want to this morning to remember mums who are no longer with us. But let's just take a moment to pray. Lord God, we thank you so much for this story. We thank you that it's so much more than a story, that this happened. And that as we cry out to you today, In the desperate situations that we face, this happened. I thank you for your promise that you give the Holy Spirit without limit and without measure. You are always the God of the immeasurably more. So would you help each and every one of us today to make some room in our hearts and lives to make some room in the issues and the problems and the struggles that we face for you to provide, for you to speak, for you to bless. Maybe for those of us today who don't bring you much of a a bowl at all, who have a really small expectation, Lord, would you enlarge our vision, we pray, and help help us to bring you more of ourselves. And on a day like today, we pray especially for our mums and for parents and Ask, Lord, that you would help, that you would strengthen, that you would encourage, that you would provide, and that you'd help each and every one of us to be that and to do that uh, in their lives too. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, Well, I'm also aware uh, this morning that that today uh, can be, for some of us, uh, a difficult day. Whoops. It can be a, a reminder for some of us of someone that, we kn- that we've known and someone that we've loved and someone that has meant a lot to us uh, who isn't with us anymore. Uh, and so what I want to do is just provide space, if you'd like to this morning, for us to remember them in, in a special way. And so here at the, the front of the, uh, the platform here, uh, we've just got a candle and some tea light candles. Uh, I'm always amazed by Paul's words when he wrote to the church in Rome. And right at the end of it, he's writing greetings to a whole bunch of people. And he says, send my greetings to Rufus and his mother, because she was a mother to me. So for some of us here, there might be people that we want to remember who've who've been like a mother to us. 
there's another letter that he writes. It's not to a whole city, just to one person, to Timothy. And he writes about the faith of his grandmother and his mother that lived in him. And others of us might want to remember somebody who inspired faith, who was a mother in the faith to us as well. And so if you'd like to, as we sing our final song, uh, just come and take a tea light and light it from this large candle and then just place it on the sand here and take a moment to remember them and to thank God for them. Uh, as we do that, I just want to pray especially for those people today uh, who uh, want to remember our mum. So let's just pray and then we'll sing. And if you'd like to, please do come and light a candle. Let's pray. For the hand that held ours tightly and helped us cross the road. For the time they wiped our tears away and made our sadness go. For the arms that held us close to them and always lifted up our load. We thank you, Lord, today for the mother's love we've known. For the smile that spread across their face when they caught a glimpse of ours. For the laughter shared between us more contagious than wildflowers. For the encouragement they gave us that birthed in us new powers. We thank you, Lord, today for the mother's love that still surrounds us. For the voice that gave us their wisdom and the many truths they planted. For the ears that loved to listen and the captive audience they granted. For the eyes that searched our faces and whose presence never left us stranded. We thank you, Lord, today for the mother's love that you commanded. For all the gifts they gave us, even when they didn't know why we'd want them. For the way they knew our friends' names and made our homes so welcome. For the stories they told about us, in which a hero we'd become. We thank you, Lord, today for, for the mother's love that gave us freedom. For the example that they set us, and the lived-out lessons that we saw. For the unseen times of toil and tears, and the countless love they poured. For the magic way they made it all alright again, and broken wings to soar. We thank you, Lord, today for the mother's love that you adore. For the faith they always had in us, even on the many times we'd failed. For the loyalty they showed us, even when we wandered from the trail. For the hope they could rekindle when life told a different tale. We thank you, Lord, today for the mother's love that you unveiled. For all the intimate moments, for all the things we miss, for all the mixture of emotions we feel on days like this. For all the memories and memorials, for all the grace and grit. We thank you, Lord, today for the mother's love that never quits. In Jesus' name we pray.